Welcome to the Market Access Matters podcast. This is a podcast for people in market access by people in market access. I'm Louise Bennett, Head of Marketing at Access Infinity, and I'm your host for this series. In our first ever podcast series, we are shining a spotlight on women leaders in market access, looking at their professional and personal journeys, what's attracted them to the industry, and what's next to help us all discover more about the people within this ever-changing community. In this episode, I'm joined by Severine Bacart, Director of Global Market Access for Medical Dermatology at Pfizer. Severine has been at Pfizer for over 20 years. As she explained, she started her career wanting to be a pharmacist, but after joining Pfizer, realized that market access is in her heart. It was great to hear Severine's perspective on the evolution of market access, and it was a really enjoyable conversation. Here's the episode. Hi, Severine. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. And hi, and thanks really for having me today. I'm really glad to be with you and looking forward to have this great discussion. Me too. So can you start with an introduction to yourself? Okay, so I am a pharmacist as a background. Um, I am married. I have celebrated my 23 years uh, as a married with my husband. I have two sons, two dogs. I have always been living in France. I grew up in the countryside uh, in a very small city. And I moved to the suburb of Paris to study pharmacy. I live in a, in a small city in the suburb with a garden, because obviously I love gardening and uh, trees and green areas around me is, is key to make me be peaceful. So my journey in terms of market access, I've always wanted to be a pharmacist. Once I ended my pharmaceutical degree, my pharma degrees, I decided to move in regulatory affairs, which included at that time price and reimbursement. To me, price and reimbursement was something that I have always wanted to do when I was at the university. And uh, at that time, it was mixed together with the regulatory affairs. So for me, market access at that time was uh, the way to leverage the, um, all the skills we learned at the university in terms of scientific data, in terms of pharma in general, but also leveraging a way of being more strategic and think further of how we as a pharma company can help patients to access to the product in the best way. Yeah, that's really interesting. And first of all, I'm going to say congratulations on 23 years being married. That's amazing. You said you always wanted to be a pharmacist. What was it about when you started studying at university that made you want to make a change and a departure from being more on the front line to being in a pharmaceutical company? So I think what I love is the innovation. And working in a pharma company uh, was, for me, a way to be part of a story and to uh, allow patients to have access to new drugs, which will make their life better. Um, so I think this is really the, the reason why I, I wanted to be in the, in the pharma company. And also, for me, market access is really the... Uh, the end of a long time and long story to develop the product. Uh, and it's a go between the development of the product and the launch. So for me, it's a critical side 
of, of the lifecycle management of the product. So that's why I want it to be in the market access. And can you tell us what makes market access a rewarding space to work in for you? Obviously, you've touched on some elements there, but over the years, what's changed and, and what's really given you that job satisfaction? So when I started in Pfizer, I started in the regulatory affairs, as I mentioned. I moved to the pricing and reimbursement team in France, and I really enjoyed it, uh, negotiating with the payers, developing the, the uh, argumentation to be able to manage the objection of the payer, and I, I really love that. Um, but at one time, I think I wanted to do something a bit more different and to leverage my experience in France and to share this experience of negotiation in France with the other countries, with the emerging countries. And what was really exciting to me was to move to the global, and especially when I started in the global, to move in the Africa and Middle East region and to be global market access for supporting this region for some of the products of the BU. And I think I was, I, I was really excited because I felt I was able to support and help my country colleagues to give them some tips and to share my best practices and my experience of how we negotiated some very critical products in France. So what would you say the, the key to strong negotiation is? Uh, so the key for a strong negotiation, I think it's listening. Listening, being able really to understand payers' needs and being able to, to discuss, to accept silence and to ask questions. Because when, as a negotiator, we are focusing on our negotiation, we are just thinking about what we want to achieve. And sometimes we forget on the other side of us, the payer has exactly the same mindset. So I think creating a true discussion is critical to be able to understand exactly their, their concerns, what is their, uh, what they need to do, what they have been requested to do. So I think it's really being able to set up this level of trust, don't hesitate to ask questions and listen them instead of talking too much. That sounds like extremely valuable advice um, within market access and outside of market access <laughs> as well. Um, so you mentioned earlier that market access and pricing when you first started your career was part of regulatory affairs. What do you think was the driver for the separation and market access becoming its own function and its own rights? So I think it was mainly because of the evolution of the price and reimbursement approval in most of the countries. At the very beginning, it was only price driven in most of the biggest market. And once you, you have the marketing authorization, you just have to negotiate the price and that was it and you get the reimbursement. So that's why at that time, price and reimbursement was part of the regulatory affairs environment. But in the 90s, we have seen development of HTA technology that became more complex more demanding. We had some requests to develop data versus competitors rather than data versus placebo. 
we had some requests to develop budget impact model, cost effectiveness analysis in some countries where it's really cost effectiveness driven, like in the UK. And I think this all this change in the uh, uh, regulatory affairs and price and reimbursement environment makes the access one of the critical cornerstone to be able to launch a product and to allow access to the patients. Yeah, that sounds pretty significant in terms of a massive driver for change. Have there been any other changes that you've observed throughout your career and why have they been significant for you? Yeah, so I think one of the of the biggest change I've seen is the evolution of the new product. What I feel is the difference in terms of um, of impact, uh, budget impact. When I started in the in two thousand and something, we were focusing on products with very high target population, like cardiovascular disease, like depression, like you know things like that. And the price we were requesting at that time was some price which was pretty low compared to now where we go, where the pharma companies are moving forward is to focus on rare disease or small target population, which has still some unmet need. Uh, For instance, like the product I'm working on, on uh, moderate to severe AD. And because of that, and because of the development and the cost of the development of a new product, because we have to provide some head-to-head data versus the competitors, it's more expensive to develop this product and the price of a new product is higher than in the past. So this is the, the main change in the approach. That's really interesting. Thank you. What would you say have been your key learnings and key takeaways from your career in market access so far? So I think my key learnings from my career, which is has still to be developed, well, I mean, which is not, uh, which is at the middle of the career, I guess, is that when you are a woman, you should trust yourself as a woman and be aware that your experience will bring something to the to the company. And I think this is critical. Don't be afraid of being a young woman in a big pharma company, I think. And trust that's yourself. amazing. Yeah, that's amazing advice. And what from your perspective is on the horizon for market access? Or perhaps I could ask that in a slightly different way. What would you like to see on the horizon for market access? I think uh, regarding the horizon, uh, I expect that cost containment will really remain a key threat. Uh, regarding what I would like to see, I think we would. I would like to see that the the equity of access is continue to evolve in the right way, and we as pharma companies really need to continue to focus on the affordability side to ensure that all the patients in the world have, have access to the medications and to new medicines, because it's it's really critical. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a very powerful statement to end today's discussion on. Thank you so much for speaking to me today, 
Severine, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and to speak with you and your passion for market access is very clear. So thank you ever so much. Thank you, Louise. This podcast has been brought to you by Access Infinity. We are a team of market access and pricing specialists with a purpose to help pharma companies tackle their challenges head on through a combination of technology and consultancy services. Our core solutions are Access Hub, Neuro and Evidence Library, which you can find out about at access-infinity.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great day and goodbye.